Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Character First Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for your for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Charlie. And... Audrey. With special guests this week, my brother... Bobby! <laughs> and uh, we decided to bring Bobby on for the original X-Men movie. Uh, we are doing the X-Men movies re- uh, leading up to us doing Nightcrawler. So this was kind of planned, not really, but it was last second planned. I like it. So Mm -hmm. we decided to bring Bobby on because he kind of introduced me and somewhat of Charlie to the X-Men movie, if I remember correctly, and was pretty influential in getting us to read comics in the first place. Mm -hmm. So Bobby, tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with comics, movies, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I started listening or reading comics when I was pretty young. I couldn't read normal books all that well, but the pictures helped pull me in and kept me engaged. So I read comics as much as I could. It was always the four for a dollar at the house of heroes down the road from our house or the Walgreens three for a buck type of thing. And so it was never anything in any order whatsoever. It just was always whatever we could get from that and be like, Oh, Hey, Spider-Man has a clone. I didn't know that cool. <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, yeah I just you, would you collect point, as much as I could. You had pointed that out to me that, uh, cause I had made, uh, made a joke during our first episode where I had joked about like whatever I read, whatever Bobby handed me and it was never in any sort of order. Mm-hmm. And then you came at me and said, I didn't read anything in order either. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until I was like in high school and I could actually work and then afford comics that I would get them in any sort of order. And even at that, I would forget to go down to get like the next one. And so I'd skip a month on accident and be like, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It makes sense. And uh, I feel like you took me to see this movie in theaters, even though I wasn't 13 yet. <gasps> but yeah. A tall I, boy, though. I would have been. Yeah, at this point, I believe you were about as tall, if not taller than me. Yeah. So it would have been fine. I hit six foot at, like, age, I don't know, like, 13. Jesus Christ. So, like, at 10 o'clock, or at 10, not 10 o'clock, at age 10, I was, like, I was in my mid-fives, the upper fives already. Yeah, as a small adult. You were definitely my big younger brother. (laughs) I'm also taller than my sister, so... We just stole all the good genes. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, <laughs> Second sibling supremacy. Or I, I guess younger I'm, sibling I'm, I'm supremacy. Third, yeah, I third, yeah, I'm third sibling. So. I was just going to say, I think we started watching the cartoon mm-hmm. when you were two years old. The yep. cartoon first started going on air. And so then I just wanted to watch anything X-Men related. And then when this started coming to... They were talking about making it and all that kind of stuff. We pretty much bought the tickets the day that they went on sale. And we, I think this was like the first movie that we saw in theaters in like a long time. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were just like, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, the, I actually distinctly remember that opening night because I was kind of nervous because I wasn't 13 yet that they weren't going to let me in. And th- there was talk of smuggling me in in a duffel bag or something like that underneath <laughs> like a pile of comics. <laughs> We had some really good ideas when we were younger. Yeah, no, we were, we were, we were super <laughs> smart. Uh, I also distinctly remember them not even caring and just letting me walk right through. So Fantastic. <laughs> yes, as somebody who did do the box office at the movie theater, I could say I would not have cared at all. <laughs> a PG-13 movie, this kid's already, you know, 5'8". That's fine. Yes. Right. <laughs> Don't, who cares if he's 10? <laughs> so, all right, let's, uh, let's get some stats from Audrey on this one and uh, take a look at it. All right. Uh, X-Men was released July 14th in 2000. Uh, running time is 104 minutes. The budget was $75 million, and it uh, reached uh, $296.3 million in box office. Um, so pretty small by t- today's right, standards. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's still a huge return on investment in the early 2000s. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, directed by Brian Singer, produced by Lauren Schuler Donner and Ralph Winter. I have been trying to pay more attention to who directs things. Yeah. It's easier. The <laughs> X-Men movies, almost I all like. of them were Brian Singer. Yeah. yeah. So that, that one will be a pretty easy one throughout. He was kind of, like I said, when we were talking beforehand, he was the granddaddy of X-Men and Marvel movies yeah. for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. 
So let's uh let's do some plot here. So we got uh, it opens in Nazi occupied Poland in 1944 with young Eric, also known as Magneto, being separated from his parents upon entrance to Auschwitz. While he attempts to reach for them, he causes a set of metal gates to bend towards them as the result of a mutant ability to create magnetic fields and control metal manifesting. He is knocked out by one of the guards. And then we cut to the not too distant future. So, yes, this opening scene, whenever I think of the Holocaust or Auschwitz and like I visualize that it's pulled straight from this movie. Yeah. So I must have seen it young enough that this was like my first impression of that whole situation. Yeah. That makes but sense. that like they just they killed it. Like they did a really good job on that. Yes. Also, terrible analogy. Please cut that. They did a really good job with this opening scene. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it was really well done and like the bending of the metal effects and stuff like, like the that. Emotion were, yeah, it, it was it was very heavy, which I mean that that it's a tough way to start a it, movie. You know? So mm-hmm. coming back from that is hard. Somehow they ignored it though. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of this part of the story, Nazis suck. Yeah, right. Yep. Yes. And I feel like I I've said it before and I've thrown it up on some of the social media and it might come back to bite me at some point, but like we're a very pro punchy, punchy Nazis oh, yeah. podcast, so we're just going to throw that out there again. Mm-hmm. Um, in the not-too-distant future, we have U.S. Senator Robert Kelly, who is attempting to pass the Mutant Registration Act in Congress, which would force mutants to reveal their identities and their abilities. Present is Magneto and Professor Charles Xavier, um, and then they don't say it, and it's not in the recap here for some reason, but we also have Jean Grey, who is presenting in front of, front of Congress. And, and then her time is interrupted by Robert Kelly. Or, yeah. Yeah, Senator Kelly. And I was like, is this allowed? Right. <laughs> this isn't how the floor works, yeah. is it? No, he, he would have. Right. It also, like, looked very. It was weird. Yeah, the, the setting was very strange. Like, it was very white and clean and stuff like that. Because I almost thought it was UN at first, but. Yeah, it was some weird situation. It didn't feel like a. I don't know, like a bill debate or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't entirely sure. But yeah, uh, Kelly throws out a bunch of uh, fear-mongering things that echo very true to a lot of present-day fear-mongering things. I was like, oh, this is very, very apt for today. X-Men has always been, yes. you know, in the moment, yeah. I feel like. And the the themes are things that we're still dealing with. So Yeah. Well, it, it kind of reminded me to a lot. It's become less recently for this specific ty- kind of bill, but it reminded me a lot of the uh, bathroom bills from a few years back. Like, oh. It, like oh, we don't know who they are. Like, they, they what about the children? Like, all of that bullshit. So, yeah. Eh, fantastic. X- X-Men always hitting the, the social commentary on the head. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing I've always requ- res- respected about it. So next we cut to Mississippi, where 17-year-old Rogue, uh, also known as Marie... I actually don't know how to say Marie, uh, Rogue's name. Marie De, De Canto? Oh, let me see. Let me try. No clue. De- <laughs> we're, gonna go with, Decanto, we're just going to go with Rogue. De, um, I mean, if they're from Missouri, like probably Decanto. Yeah, maybe Decanto. Uh, where she accidentally puts her boyfriend into a coma after she kisses him. Her uh, immune ability absorbs the power and life force of others. She, after having conversation with her boyfriend prior to putting him in a coma, had talked about running away to Alaska. So she runs north to Alberta, adopting the name Rogue, where she meets Logan, also known as Wolverine, in kind of a fun fight scene. Wait, Mm -hmm. so what... Would she have absorbed anything from her teenage boyfriend? Uh, like, yeah, like his life force, maybe some of his strength. That sort of she thing. She just got really horny afterwards. Yeah, maybe. Or... Yeah, I think no like... memories too. Yeah, yeah, she oh, can absorb memories. That's okay. like strength, vitality, Pers- all sorts of stuff. Nice. Personality traits too, because I mentioned that later in the movie when she, when she takes some of Wolverine's powers, mm-hmm. and then they they make a special like a sp- specific point to talk about how like Rogue took on some of his like more charming. No personality sure. traits. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really funny that she was explaining to him the road trip that she was planning on going on, and you can just see the glazed look on her boyfriend Cody's eyes. Like, I am just totally <laughs> placating you. I am just listening, <laughs> and then I'm going to try to kiss you. And then my mm-hmm. whole thought was, well, the moral of this part of the story is that boys get what they deserve. 
<laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm here for this interpretation. I like that. That's fantastic. I love that. So good. Uh, we also get that cool fight scene with Wolverine in the cage, which mm-hmm. I mean is kind of an interesting uh, introduction to his powers. Even though the the fist punching thing didn't make a lot of sense, because Wolverine, like he's stronger than normal, but like just because you have a really hard skeleton doesn't mean that I you're. I think it would. I don't know if that would. He's like, got you'd... tougher bones. <sighs> they hurt other bones. Like <laughs> it, it was for a, dramatic a... effect to yeah. put out the metal clinking anytime he Clink. cracked his neck yep. and yep. that kind of stuff i do not remember what that from good... watching that in the theater no but no, even even what olive pointed movie. out oh my god the metal that's awesome well, well so it, it's more of like especially when he headbutts that dude like like that's running by him like that that's not really so much a metal thing that's just a mass problem like i have i have a giant head you do and it it's essentially made out of metal at this point. I well, disagree, not really, but but, <laughs> but like even if I tried to headbutt someone as they ran by me, like I don't think I could knock them down like that. I don't know. Maybe if I'm wrong. If you had a metal spine, I bet you could. There's only one way to find out. So yeah. <laughs> adamantium yep. skeleton for Michael. <laughs> so while they're in the uh, in the bar, we actually get a kind of a cool scene with Wolverine as well when he gets. Uh, accosted by the people that he'd previously just beat in the fight and then the bar owner pulls a shotgun on him i thought that was kind of a cool use of effects where they cut the shotgun in half and mm-hmm. that's where i was just like oh yeah some of the special effects in this movie they hold aren't up. bad they like, hold up they totally held up that was yeah i thought i had immediately was that these look great and these look even better than like some of the movies that come after uh, i am <coughs> origins <coughs> <laughs> I am a practical effects like That's evangelist. Not <laughs> it's not a movie. <laughs> we'll have we'll have you on for that one as well, Bobby. Bobby's gonna be our X Man man. <laughs> you you're a practical effects evangelist. You were saying I am. Uh, <laughs> I will always, uh, you know. <laughs> promote the good gospel of practical effects last longer <laughs> yes. uh, they look better and uh it's a less expensive typically yeah sometimes yeah depends and there's a lot of it in this movie a lot and of practical effects yeah you get puppets yeah you and do I get puppets, puppets and stuff like that yeah Ugh. and I, I think like kind of a spoiler i guess but i felt like the final fight scene kind of broke down at the end and i feel like that was a lot of the special effects not holding so. up quite right anymore mm-hmm. where a lot of the earlier fight scenes were very cool and that one just didn't feel quite the same to me mm. but i wonder i wonder weird. why <laughs> <laughs> so they uh rogue stows away in the back of logan's truck as he he takes off he eventually finds her brings her up front they have kind of a nice little you know bonding get out of here i'm not your dad yeah kind of yeah and then later he's like i i am your dad (laughs) (laughs) and yeah they 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 have a nice little moment in the the car and then rogue's like buckle up and then immediately (laughs) (laughs) wolverine gets thrown from the car so i mean whatever i love it that was this kind of... is the pacing that I'm looking for in these era of movies. Like <laughs> Buckle up. No, throw in from the car immediately. Immediate consequences. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we get a pseudo fight scene between Wolverine and so- Sabretooth. Um, and I, I, I realize that like they don't actually say anything to each other until the very last fight between the two of them, which mm-hmm. I find is interesting. But do they ever say that they're related or brothers? So in the movies, it is heavily implied at one point that they're related. In the comic books, they are not related. Oh, and it's kind of strange. Okay, interesting. But they should also know who the other is at this point in the timeline. Mm-hmm. In theory, I don't know. I mean, I it's know. all thrown out the window because none of it makes sense. I mean, Wolverine sure. is five three in the comics, and Hugh Jackman is six three. Yeah. Wait, and, Hugh Jackman's six three. Yep. Yeah. I looked this I up he beforehand. Was a short... Really? <laughs> and, I could have swore he was short. And the person that they have playing Sabretooth is a former pro wrestler, and that's why he doesn't have like any lines in the entire movie besides grunts and growls. He has <laughs> and the occasional like se- like almost pretty sexual assaulty like taglines that he says like you owe me a scream and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like, like, as he like massages Storm's face. Gross. It felt very comic booky. Though. Yes, which I mean, they do that in yeah. comic books. Yeah, yeah. 
it doesn't play very well when you're actually hearing it said when you're reading it on page and you can like in your head make it sound cooler it's much better Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. no agreed Agreed. but uh they wolverine and Sabretooth have their little fight and then storm and cyclops show up uh to save them uh blasting Sabretooth because wolverine is unconscious on the hood of the car Rogue is going to be burned alive slash exploded by the car. They pull him away. And then we cut almost immediately to Wolverine waking up. I have to say, just at the end of this sequence, I really I enjoyed how they introduced all these characters. I thought mm-hmm. it was super unique. Um, they kind of like touched on their powers but didn't oversell them. And I I just really enjoyed it. And, and coming from, you know, being seeing it when I was a kid and like now rewatching it... Um, I just remember being so excited to see these people on like the big screen yeah. and like how they did that was, it was, I thought I didn't have a single problem with like how they did all of that. I yeah. It was really well done. I found it interesting yeah. that they kind of like reverted rogue back to like her early, early version for the movie and used her as the stand in instead of like say Jubilee or something like that, mm-hmm. which I mean, sure. Why not? The Even though they have Jubilee in this movie, but they have stand- the stand in for what? So in the X-Men uh, comic book or um, TV show, the cartoon, mm-hmm. like the point of view character that's like ex- like discovering the world and finding oh, out what's happening Jubilee. is Jubilee. Oh, okay. And in this movie, they're using Rogue mm-hmm. in place of Jubilee. So, yeah. And in the late 70s, I mean, early 80s in the comics, it was Shadowcat or Kitty Pride, And then Jubilee, yeah. late 80s, early 90s, and then into the tv series and then i thought it was funny that they had the two of them sitting next to each other as students at the school at one point in this Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i liked that yeah yeah a little shout out well and i i remember being kind of annoyed that rogue didn't have her super strength or her flying powers or anything like that but at the same time if you were to give her those powers then you'd have to explain her essentially like Putting killing god. <laughs> yeah, killing uh, Captain Marvel and putting her into a coma. So, I mean, I get why they did it this way. Yeah. But. So for me, watching it as a as a kid, like I never read comics. We the only comics that I read were Archie comics. Yeah. And um, I saw X two first, and then we watched X Men because I think Mystique is more naked in. The first movie. So my mom was like not having that. Um, so we watched it a little bit later when she didn't care as much. I got gotcha. um, So for me, like being introduced to all these characters in this movie, it was really well done. And I like the way that Rogue is done. I was like, this makes total sense. Yeah. Like I, I relate to this character. Yeah. Um, I also feel like I'm draining the life out of the people around me <laughs> with my wants and needs. <laughs> yeah. Any, anytime I try to connect, uh, something goes wrong. <laughs> uh, so potent. Yeah, right. Love it. Well, it's well done. It, it's just one of those weird, like, nitpicky things from having read the comics. Oh, sure. that, like, But yeah. it's pretty easy to overlook. Yeah. I, just, I thought it was an interesting choice. But, uh, all right, back to the, the plot. Uh, Wolverine wakes up in the X-Mansion with Jean Grey, where he promptly threatens her. And then runs away. And I thought the X-Mansion was very, like, very cool. This is what I would have imagined the Mm -hmm. comic book looking like if Mm -hmm. it was brought to real life. Like, they did a really good job. I did find it funny that every door was an X. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought it was cool, like, having Wolverine do that. I did find it interesting that we immediately moved to Wolverine as a point of view character from this point forward, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like it, it cuts back and forth between the two of them, but we get Wolverine ex- essentially like discovering the entire mansion while being talked to by Professor X. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool way to see the see the entire mansion for the first time. Mm-hmm. But then we also meet Professor Xavier as Professor Xavier instead of him confronting Magneto this time, and we kind of get a scene between those two, which is kind of cool. Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Yes. Ever since 1987. And Star Trek The Next Generation first aired. Yep. I said that he would be the perfect Professor Xavier. Wow. I'm Call not it. even kidding. My dad and I, we talked about it probably every Sunday when we watched Star Trek. Yeah. We remembered. Yep. But every single time I'm like, they should just make a live action X-Men and put him as Professor X. And dad's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they announced it in what 99 or whatever that they started making the movie i was just like oh my god they did it they listened 
<laughs> they listen to my hopes. My, right. my royalty. <laughs> my very specific casting that I wanted. They did it. Yay. I, uh. I, I, I mean, this is as good as time as any to talk about it, but like the casting on this was fantastic. So at, at least for like, I would say the main three, Magneto, Xavier, and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Those three were fantastic. And I mean, they stayed the faces of the franchise for the next, you mm-hmm. know, almost 10 years. Hugh Jackman did it for, what, 17 years? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I also, I had written this specifically down about uh, Ian oh, McKellen, but yeah. nobody says Charles that well. I know! <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I so would good. have to say the biggest miss forecasting on this whole thing was, Hell I don't know man. if it was... I don't know if it was that or they just wrote it wrong or they didn't direct her right because she can be a good actress. Mm-hmm. She can be incredibly great. And Aurora is one of the best characters in the Marvel Universe. She's a, yes, she's an African goddess, literally starts out as an African goddess and then becomes an X-Men. So yeah. it's like it should have landed so much better than – it she just felt weak through like the entire movie yeah. like i don't it's know like what her to do slow. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like her powers were slow to start and they didn't give her a lot of lines and the lines they gave her sometimes there was an accent and sometimes there yeah, just there, wasn't there was, so, yeah, there was like a weird attempt at like a generic african it, accent yeah it was almost just like the, not american yeah. you know yeah rather than pinning it on any specific spot which is such a shame because like the visuals for her at, as um Aurora are really good. Like yeah. she's she's gorgeous and she can she could probably do it. Yeah. But yeah, that not was, this time. Yeah, that though. was that was by far the biggest miss in the casting. I mean, uh, the the actor for Bobby Drake was okay. I, I wasn't in love with him. Oh, R- Rogue uh, was fine yeah. too. Yeah. But I no, I like uh anna paquin is as rogue yeah. i think she does a very good job yeah i the, the only time that it like it bugged me was the very last scene where she's like doing the the woo woo thing when the spinny thing i just i her facial expressions didn't match to oh, what i thought okay. would be happening at that point but no sure i mean that's real minor so i yeah that's yeah. not one i noticed and no. i'm nitpicky <laughs> Xavier tells Logan that Magneto appears to have taken an interest in him and asks him to stay a while uh, with Xavier's maintenance, mutants, not maintenance, uh, the X-Men, and investigate the matter. Uh, Rogue enrolls in the school and immediately starts going to class. Like, she's already in class by the time Wolverine wakes up, so mm-hmm. she's, she's just ready to be accepted. She's like, wow, my people. My people. <laughs> Uh, Senator Kelly gets abducted and by two of Magneto's. Wait, wait, wait hold on. What you can, got? I, can I pause this? Yes. Because there's a specific scene and I wrote this down because I thought <laughs> oh, it was hilarious okay. where Logan makes fun of every single uh, made up name like Cyclops and Storm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, yes. I thought that was, and he called uh, Professor Xavier wheels. Yep. I thought that was <laughs> a great scene. Hilarious. As he's the one toting around a, uh, you know, a dog tag that says Wolverine. Right? It's good. Yeah. With his stupid hair. Like, I don't know. <laughs> his hair is unknowable, like, in this movie. It's very and weird. And it is the most tame version of his hair for the next <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. yeah. With with the exception of maybe the movie Logan. This maybe. is the most tame his, his hair will ever be again. Yeah. Well, his hair is oh. old in Logan, so you That's can't true. really blame it's, his hair at that point. It's lost all his the vim and vigor. <laughs> It's not spiky no more. <laughs> I also I also remember I just thought about it when we first see Hugh Jackman in this movie. I was like, oh, he's not that ripped compared to what he will be in the next movie. Like, <laughs> he just gets so ripped to be Wolverine oh in the future. It's ridiculous. Anyways, yeah. Even the origin stories that are take place before this point, he's like he's, twice he's as ripped, ripped as he is in this movie. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, a bullet to the brain might you might lose some muscle mass. Oh like, shit! Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, we'll watch that movie eventually. It's awful. Is that the, that's the one X, where he's in Japan? X Men Wolverine. X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is. It has Deadpool in it. <laughs> it does. It's Ryan, Ryan it has Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. His debut. Oh, oh how did I miss that? <laughs> but they that? Sew, they sewish mouth shut. Oh. <laughs> You'd be the perfect wow. soldier, right? <laughs> You'd be the perfect soldier if you didn't talk so much. Yeah. That's wild. How do you sew a person's mouth shut who can literally heal? Yeah. Who knows? Like, you can just heal the 
Yeah. Yeah. I have to wire the jaw shut. Yeah. Oh, well, they, they give him like Cyclops' powers too. Like they give Deadpool Cyclops' powers. They power. do? Yeah. No, yeah. It is it's, you wild. gotta watch this one. How did I miss that movie? Yeah. What? Yeah. They cut his head off and he's still alive. Like, the, like I said, wild. it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is wild. I remember huh. being so excited for that movie, too. Yes. Just being like, I don't know what I saw, but I'm angry about it. Um, <laughs> oh, I had Bishop and, you know, Blob. And yeah, I was have... like, this is badass. Yeah. And Gambit, like, yeah. for the first oh, time. Yeah. yeah. They have oh, all of those people are in that movie. And there, the end fight scene is on top of the cooling tower of a nuclear power plant. <laughs> With Sabretooth and Wolverine and Deadpool. Those, those are the three people fighting at the end. That's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, and Sabretooth and Wolverine are working they d- together. They do their same. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about oh, that yeah, one because more. They, they also give Deadpool Nightcrawler's powers. I forgot about that. Yeah, you that. can teleport. Yeah, you can teleport. No, no, because it was Bishop. Oh, that's right. It was they Bishop. got Bishop's okay. blood. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's right. Interesting. Because he doesn't it's... technically teleport like Nightcrawler because I think right Nightcrawler goes to a different dimension. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think Bishop actually does. Yeah. Yeah. That's very possible. Anyways, sorry, it's bad. <laughs> we we will have words I'm, about this movie when we watch it. I haven't um, seen it and I'm upset. Yeah, you should be. Uh, so Senator Kelly is abducted by two more of Magneto's minions, Toad and Mystique, and brought to their hideout on an uncharted island of, or on the uncharted island of Genosha. Uh, Magneto uses Kelly as a test subject for a machine powered by his magnetic abilities that generates a field of radiation, which induces mutations in normal humans. Kelly later escapes by taking advantage of his newfound mutation, turning into a jelly boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that is his power. He's just like turning into a jellyfish man. Yeah. Well, I thought it was weird. So when he comes out of the water that he has gills like on his back. Yeah. I think he was supposed to be. So like in X-Men First Class, um, Darwin, like that character. I think he was like, I think it was like a rip on that. Maybe? Yeah. Like he can like adapt or, or something. I, that's what I kind of uh, took it as, but. I, I just thought he was a water boy, so, like, <laughs> jelly boy, water, like, yeah. jellyfish are basically, like, just water incarnate, right. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if, if water could eat, that's what a jellyfish is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's weird. All right, next scene, we have Rogue visiting Wolverine while he's having a nightmare. Uh, he is startled awake and uh, instantly just stabs Rogue. <clears throat> Like, and it's a pretty visceral scene, all things considered. It's pretty fucked mm-hmm. up. Um, of course, her clothing by... perfectly cuts out right where the yes. stab goes through, <laughs> so that yep, you can yep. see the healing happen, and you know what's yeah. going on. I just think that it's funny is that yeah, it's her just open back hooded to... night dress. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a wild choice. I also I also wonder where is she getting all of these hooded things from? No idea. Like because these are all massive hoods. She's got just like hooded cloaks, hooded night dresses. Like I don't, I can't tell you the last time I saw a hooded thing that wasn't a hoodie. Like you have I, you I, don't I, remember how much hoods were big in the nineties, do you? I mean, I was pretty young. <laughs> there were a lot of hoods. <laughs> just everywhere I mean, everyone wanted enough. to be mysterious <laughs> uh so rogue getting stabbed was observed by a bunch of fellow students uh and she touches wolverine to absorb his healing powers later on uh she is convinced by mystique who disguises herself as bobby drake that xavier is angry at her for all the stuff that's gone down and that she should leave essentially mm-hmm. uh then xavier uses his mutant locating machine cerebro to find rogue at the train station and the x-men go to retrieve her and by x-men i believe they just mean wolverine because wolverine's the only one that well no wolverine goes first but yeah. storm and cyclops follow yeah, yeah they eventually show up which i found it interesting that during that fight scene with magneto and Sabretooth. Wolverine goes against Magneto and Sabretooth goes against Rogue instead of Wolverine against going against... Isn't that just the way? I mean, it makes more sense for Magneto to just take Wolverine out of the fight, but he yeah. like plays with him the entire time instead of just, oh, you know, I yeah, love it. ripping him apart. <laughs> that was my one of my favorite parts. It's like, this metal doesn't go through your whole body, does it? <laughs> it's like, well, oh, it does. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> this is not a matchup. <laughs> this is a match down. Well, while the X-Men are out, Mystique enters Cerebro and sabotages it. Uh, having left ahead of Storm and Cyclops, uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. They fight on the train. All of this goes down. I'm skipping ahead on this thing because it was written in a weird way. They have that matchup where Magneto is out front with 
Saber Hooth and yeah. Toad. And oh, then, and they do the police showdown. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. was very cool. That was yeah. cool. That I was, was just, cool. yeah just reading that. So yeah, they they get to the plane or the train station. They go out front, confronted by all the police, and Magneto like promptly just owns <clears throat> all of them. Yeah. Um, the biggest part I had with this scene is a two things. Why why didn't um Charles Xavier holding Saber or controlling Sabretooth just take the helmet off of Magneto? Great question. Don't know why he didn't do that. Second, he just killed somebody immediately. I yeah, think that was the maybe. I don't know. That's I don't know. how I read it, but, or but watched it. And also, the guy that has the bullet drilling through his face <laughs> just move to the side. <laughs> he just I, stays there and just. I have said that since the very first moment that I ever saw that part. <laughs> I was just like. He's not held there by magnetism. The bullet no. is. Just move. <laughs> yeah. Just move. <laughs> I, nev- I never understood that. It's, it's, he's, like, it, he's almost like leaning into it, too. Because oh, yeah. like, it's just like, yes. even if you don't want to move to the side, just like lean back a little bit. Like, like the bullet won't be like drilling into your head anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so Charles Xavier eventually allows the... Uh, Toad and Sabretooth to go so Magneto can escape with uh, Mystique in the helicopter. Uh, a, a Senator Kelly arrives at uh, Xavier's school after walking out of the ocean. Xavier reads his mind to learn about Magneto's machine. Realizing the strain of the strain of powering it nearly killed Magneto, the group deduces that he intends to transfer his powers to Rogue and use her to power it at the cost of her own life. All right, let's give credit where credit's due. It was Cyclops. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That is true. Yeah. Cyclops? He's the one that deduces he, oh, that. He, yeah. oh. Charles still didn't have a clue. Yeah, Charles oh. had no idea. Cyclops figured it out. All right, Cyclops, come on through. Yeah, we, we see you. We see you. Um, I still hate that man. <laughs> fair. Uh, eventually, Senator Kelly uh, turns into a puddle, um, mm-hmm. and that's the, the last that we see of him I, alive. I love that, like this is where the whole message like really comes out full force and it's like i've experienced oppression i know how you feel and they're like oh you do do you like, <laughs> yes well, i just love how shit. he's still like making he's fun of them an and still he's going after them for being mutants and it's like all right yep. you then went to them asking for help yeah. because you now are a mutant yet you're still gonna stand there and be like well well, you're fucking freaks. All, all you muties. <laughs> and I was just like, um. Girl. <laughs> all right. Look at the mirror. <laughs> you turn into a jellyfish. I don't know what you want from us. Like, <laughs> right. Um, Charles Xavier attempts to use uh, Cerebro to locate Rogue, but Mystique's sabotage incapacitates him and he falls into a coma. Uh, using her. Uh, he is so lucky that he fell on that. Yeah. Oh my god, we were, we were talking about that too. <laughs> like, I, the X-Mansion is not OSHA approved. It's not. No. Like, and even as a kid, whenever I saw the platform to Cerebro, I would always be like, there's no railings. I would just fall off. Like, <laughs> I need a harness. I need, like, I need something stable if I were to go out there. Yeah, yeah. So fellow telekinetic and telepath Jean Grey fixes Cerebro and uses it. Um so we haven't really talked about Jean Grey yet in here, and I don't, I don't, I, I didn't, I never found. Oh, him. he's got his uh, Dark Phoenix yeah, shirt. The- oh, that's a good one, actually. Oh, I just, like that. That's just Phoenix, all right. Oh, it's just Phoenix. Okay, <laughs> is dark-, dark Phoenix like black and red? Yeah, or uh, black and yellow with like a red tint to it. It depends on who's drawing her. Brownish, Could we please. Blackish. Okay. Yeah, that's all over yeah. the place. Can we please get a picture of that to put on the? Yeah, 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 of medias. your shirt. <laughs> Yeah, oh, take yeah. a picture of the shirt. We'll post it. Yeah. Awesome. Jean Grey fixes Cerebro and uses it, learning that Magneto plans to force his mutation-inducing machine on Liberty Island and use it to mutate the world leaders that are meeting for a summit on nearby Ellis Island, which I don't know why they're meeting on Ellis Island, but sure, whatever. Great question. The X-Men scale the Statue of Liberty after flying in under the a uh, fog cloud produced. Um, how dare you not mention like toad breaking in and crushing that man yeah he crushed that fine yeah just absolutely crushes well i so yeah that was the thing i love toad i loved toad in this movie he's fantastic it was wild about it um yeah no hold on oh i was just gonna say the person who plays toad was also darth maul in the 
first oh my god Roy. star wars which What's came out name? what the year year half before this yeah and so it was yeah, like a big deal that the person who played darth maul who was really good with uh stunts and all that kind of stuff was going to be playing toad oh, dude. it was he's very so very park. big ray ray, ray yeah, park oh, he's so good i like i've watched um just demonstrations of him doing like darth maul shit it's yeah super cool. it's wild he's a, a great stunt actor mm-hmm. love it um yeah, so Tub- Toad just absolutely crushes a dude's spine. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they infiltrate the Statue of Liberty, which I wouldn't think have that much security no. that late at night. It's but basically sure. a museum. So. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, the X-Men enter into the lower part of the Statue of Liberty, and uh, we find out that Mystique can apparently turn into objects now. Okay, so <laughs> here's here's how I explain it in my brain mystique can replicate clothes hair uh sword like you know the hand swords the hand swords uh, his claws claws. um (laughs) so her being a humanoid shape with just the texture of stone yeah makes sense to me okay like for me it's fine it's fine as long as she's pretty she's like humanoid shaped she's got some add-ons but it's not crazy Sure, sure like if she were to turn into a chair yeah i would be like stop (laughs) get some help yeah uh, we get some some of the best and worst fighting all together in this one this one like sequence. How dare you! It was all awesome. Are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? I liked it all. I um, don't know. Seriously, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Oh, it cut out just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Conan O'Brien oh. used to do that. At yeah. that period of time, a lot um, before her and Uncle Jesse got divorced, but. Um, her and Hugh Jackman going back and forth throughout this entire thing is the best and worst fighting if the it, entire yes. thing. Yes. It's, I there think it's because of the wires. Part of it, yeah. Like the wires yeah. with her jumping behind him and like snapping yeah. back. <laughs> yes. That was in the trailer, every single version of the trailer, I yes. swear, at that yes. period of time because it looked <laughs> so cool. But if you cut to like 10 seconds before that to 10 seconds after that, it is so janky. But it yeah. is like so beautiful at the same time. It's yeah, I uh, love it. It's a wonder. It's yes, a wonder. It's fantastic. Every fight scene felt like I could just see it coming out of a comic book. Yeah, and that's, that's true. why I liked it because that's true. I was just like, "This is the interpretation I'm looking for." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, no, and that's fair. They it's saw just... into your heart of hearts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they pulled out what you wanted. It just doesn't always yes. necessarily translate from page to to screen. Perfectly I was looking for. I was looking for the interpretation of yellow spandex to screen, personally. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Because at the time, yeah. At the time, I was like, I don't like this leather. Like, what's up with this leather? It's too much, trying to be too much real. I wanted mm. the flamboyance of the comics. Yes. Mm. Especially in 90s comics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, com- we can't forget about that line by Cyclops, <laughs> where he does say that, what do you want, yellow spandex? Yes. Yes. That was a great, yeah. great throwaway yeah, line. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the entire crowd's like, yeah, no, that's what, that's what, that's what we wanted. <laughs> I wanted to have, like, weird cut marks on the side of Wolverine with b- big blue shoulder pads. Like. Oh, man, his shoulder pads. They deserve, like, the world. I love that. <sighs> uh, but, yeah, so there's there's a fun fight scene. None of the physics with Toad's tongue make any sort of sense. Oh, my God. The tent, like... The effort that the tip of his tongue that far away and like the muscle control it just doesn't make sense. Also, like ladies, yeah, what up, ladies? Tongue control. No, <laughs> Charlie's hiding under the table. Like, we can cut that. No, we're keeping it. Uh, we also get the fantastic line from Storm, who is awful at. Um, fighting <laughs> oh god that was a great i don't know what you're talking about that was out of every comic book okay. ever so, i could literally see the, the fucking speech the, the bubble, speech bubble. <laughs> yes I, but when so when it was when we were watching it i was like being sassy the whole time so she starts that line she's like what happens to a toad when you strike it with lightning i was like same thing that happens to everything else and then she fucking says it and i was like michael um we we went off it was great like you miss you missed the opportunity to say they croak or something come on oh okay literally anything an interesting choice aurora's not that punny though i mean in this movie 
I, I don't know what her personality is, to be honest. So, like, maybe. The it's part foggy. that kind of bothered oh. me. Oh, oh, oh. shit! <laughs> Let's go. What are you the saying, part Bobby? that bothered me was that she's like, what happens when you strike a toad with lightning? One, no one ever says toad to her in front of him, like, ever. <laughs> so it could be a frog, could be literally just some long-tongued something else. Like, toad was never yeah. used in front of her. Two... She strikes the metal bar or the tip of the guy's tongue. Doesn't actually strike the physical toad or the person. Doesn't strike the person. It's like the tip of the tongue. Well, now that leaves room for him to like survive and like as he's like flying away. Like, right? (laughs) It also yeets him like 300 yards out into the water. Yeah. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, yeah. she was blowing wind at that point, so he had That's the true. wind blowing yeah. that way. That's so true. it should have been further if I you should, look at it I, that way. I should have thought of that. <laughs> That's true. You're right. But yeah, the wind, the highly concentrated wind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they they go up to the top of the <laughs> after Wolverine after Mystique oh, reverse the- crawls up a pole. That was badass. I, that was so I will take a stand I, yeah, on this movie. Yeah. Badass. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah. Olive immediately okay. asked me, is that part of her powers? <laughs> and I'm like, nope, she's just badass. No, that's just insane mus- muscle control. Yes, like, yes. She's she the most can... flexible forever. Her triceps are like like just steel to be well, able to do that. When you think about like how she can recomposition her body, it makes sense I, to I mean, me. I guess, yeah. As as a, a fan, I guess, <laughs> as a fan of blue naked ladies. Uh, but isn't uh, everyone right? right? <laughs> Mystique comes back as Storm. Wolverine promptly stabs her in the stomach, and then that fight scene's over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they go upstairs. Wait, oh wait, yes. the blue naked ladies. Oh, did, we, did this turn into an Avatar podcast? Oh no! <laughs> oh my no, god! It never will stop. <laughs> Bring it back to the av- to Actually, Avatar. Actually, that again. would be fun. <laughs> I would. I haven't seen that movie in probably ten years since it came out. Yeah. So never it'd be saw fun it. To watch that. <gasps> wow. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it as a bonus episode. That'd be or fun. Something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Just call that. back from last week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast is canonical. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they they go up to the top of the um, I kept saying Eiffel Tower. That's not right. The Statue of Liberty. Wow. I don't, it's another <laughs> giant metal French building. Okay, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. copper, specifically copper. copper yes, specifically. yes, specifically copper. They go up to the top of the Statue of Liberty. Wolverine's like, "Yo, you should leave." And they're like, "Why?" He's like, "I can't, I can't, I can't move." move. <laughs> uh, Magneto promptly dismem- dismembers the entire group very quickly. Y'all came in as Dismembers? a group the, at the same time into the metal building to fight the metal villain in his metal like lair. Like, yeah, that was a bad plan. Think. Think yeah. for five the seconds. The only person that puts up any sort of fight is Cyclops, who yeah. blasts one of the metal pieces out of the air as it's flying towards him, mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. promptly gets owned. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's great. <laughs> loved it yeah so i love how he uh, tells storm to not use her electricity powers in there because it's but she's got wind she's got water she's got tons of other options i mean weather isn't just electricity so i thought that was kind of weird probably but yeah no she could have done a fucking tornado yeah just throw a tornado they're strapped to the wall they don't care just right let's (laughs) eat saber tooth out to the surface of the sun and let's move on from this you just have to get some debris to fly into magneto's eyes have him be like uh for just a moment then wolverine can get out and yeah yes yeah well and i i also i don't entirely understand but wolverine stabbing himself in the chest somehow releases him yeah i never quite understood that because like because uh, I remember they put, like, the, the his fist to his chest, and I was like, does he do, do something crazy where, like, he, like, stabs himself in the chest and, like, pulls the claws no, across? I think, I think I think it's because he had, like, bars around his, like, his arms and, like, going back to his chest, and then he, like, breaks the back of those two bars with the two. I, Maybe. That's how I... I that I that makes know. the most sense yeah. so well, far. Uh, yeah, because, like, but... Magneto's dumb then. I, um, okay, I did love Ian yes. McKellen's line. I thought you guys lived in a school. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> yes. I love it. Just oh, dunking man. on all of the X-Men. Ian McKellen and um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart 
two perfect actors. I love yes. to watch them. Yes. They're, uh, they're fantastic for this. They're the main reason I watch these movies, like, at all. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the, then it was like Storm and Mystique, <laughs> like Mystique specifically. But uh, but they eventually Wolverine and uh Sabretooth fight. This is the first time we get like a real true fight between the two of them. Uh, it it's all right. I seem to remember this being in a lot of the ads. Mm-hmm. At least the uh Wolverine spinning around one of the tips of the Statue of Liberty's mm, uh, yeah on her thing. head or something. That was like definitely in a bunch of the ads. Um. Pops it's, up with the claws. It, yeah, the popping of the claws is also was a lot in the uh, the ads for that. Idea. Oh, and this is the movie where they where they establish like, does that hurt? And I'm like every time, every time, yeah. <laughs> yes. Which gives a darker feeling to a lot of Wolverine's powers if you didn't know that already. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's not okay. He no, no, he's not okay. <laughs> he needs so much therapy. Nope. But uh, Cyclops is the one that eventually takes down Sabretooth. Because Wolverine is able to steal his visor, Jean Grey floats it over to Cyclops' face through the uses of trigonometry and geometry. Cyclops is able to blast Sabretooth right out of the top of Mm -hmm. the the roof. They Mm -hmm. uh, make a bunch of wind and throw Wolverine up on top of the giant spinny ball because Magneto has now given Rogue the powers and she has activated it, making the weird electricity blob. The radiation yeah. blob. Radiation blob yeah. that's expanding out. Um, I don't know why Storm didn't turn off the wind once Wolverine was up there. Oh, I thought she did. No, because oh. like the, the, the he's like latched on and he's still like flying away and I'm just like, Storm, stop. Just, <laughs> <laughs> please just stop blowing on Maybe him. Maybe she has to be held Maybe he has to be held in place because like the, the energy is like pushing him away. I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe. Just, well, because like, because the thing Storm is spinning really like... fast. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could She's be trying creating to its own it. wind. Because mm-hmm. Storm was going to throw throw him up there, and Jean Grey was going to steady him, mm-hmm. and then he got up there, he latched on with his claws, and then they just, like, just kept going. <laughs> like, it was very strange. Anyways, not a big deal, but uh, Magneto is more or less out, out of the fight at this moment, uh, since Rogue has all the powers. Uh, instead of just, like, sticking his claws into the giant spinny blade, he decides to time it and jump through. Which he jumped slower than that thing was spinning. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, he definitely shouldn't have made it through this mini thing, but yeah. whatever. Anyway, it's uh, fine. But he is eventually able to save Rogue, um, and she has she has died, but he like does a nice hand touch to her face and like cradles her as like oh, a father. Oh, and her hair gets mm-hmm. the very cool white stripes. Yeah, get the cool the white stripes. The band of the white stripes yep. shows up on her head. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, she she eventually heals. I don't know why a bunch of wounds open up on Wolverine. That doesn't I make any sense. I question the same thing. Maybe no because his healing power is going away, the internal versions of the wounds are coming up. I, yeah, I, the, uh, those I, on the nope. ones on his face. Yeah, the ones on his face, the ones on <laughs> so, his back. Just like, so we had a visualization. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was just a visualization excuse, of him but... losing his powers. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the machine explodes. Rogue is saved. The world is saved. Wolverine wakes up back at X Mansion, mm-hmm. and Xavier is also re- recovered. Yeah, he's awake from his coma. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, Xavier gives Wolverine some information about his past and where the uh, Weapon X facility might be, which is a lead into X Men Origins. Oh I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pull you but, back just a moment. Yeah, of yes. course. Jean Grey was over Wolverine again at this point. Mm. And he makes some sort of comment about how she's the only one he loves, but like vaguely yes. not there. They've known each other for a total of two days yes. at this yes. point they in haven't... the movie. Yes. They've known each other for a total of two days. You're the only one I will ever love. Ugh. And the entire time in here throughout the movie, she is showing that she has feelings for him stronger than she ever did in the comics, at least early on in the comics. She cared for Wolverine. She loved him as a friend very, like, thoughtfully in that format. But it Mm -hmm. was never as much of a love triangle as everyone tried to make it out to be. But here they're, like, really trying to, like, hammer that home. You're the only one I love or something like Uh, along those lines. It's like, "Eh, no, you've known her for (laughs) a moment. 
Right. Like they they don't even talk about like their and, per, like who they are, what they yeah, like, they don't anything, anything they could bond over, you know? Yeah. It it's so ham-fisted. Like they just wanted a romantic element and it, they could not have it with Rogue because yeah. Uh, she was too young. The papa. Yeah. He's he, the papa. She's He's, the baby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it, that was very uh, ham-fisted in, like, the yeah. whole romance. Um, we did get the, um, like, strong masculine uh, response of when Wolverine asked Cyclops, like, are you going to ask me to stay away from your girl? Where Cyclops says, if I have to ask you that, she's not my girl. Hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but then at the end of that, he says... But stay away from a girl. Like, at, like yeah. a minute later, he says it. I'm just like, come yeah. on, Cyclops. Yep. No. You, you were so close to greatness. Right? Like, you could have been cool for five seconds. But, but never. Cyclops can never be cool. He's not cool. Um, I've I never liked so- Cyclops as a character. And Thank you. every time they just keep adding just a slight thing where it's like, no, you can like him. You can like him. Oh, my God. He's going in the right direction. Oh, he totally just. And he fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> come on yeah. man yeah exactly and well i i also recently saw a thing i don't remember where i saw it, where like all of cyclops's um outfits are just people try like him trying to get people to look at his junk like every <laughs> single one of his outfits like They're, prominently displayed yeah all arrows pointing towards his dick <laughs> like every single time like i was just like Wild. oh wow i never realized that but you're correct yes interesting so <laughs> most of them are x's except for in the 90s it's the y yeah, oh yeah, yes. he had a Y because yep. he went across that way and then down. Yeah, because he had like a bandolier, or, like a utility belt across his oh, chest yeah. for oh, some yes. reason that he Which never used. Which looks so cool. It looked yeah. so cool on the action figures, especially because you can move it yes. around and stuff. It was so oh. cool, but yet he never used it. Yeah, he also uh, in the cartoon he had like a size like thirty two waist, but like just the <laughs> biggest chest. Like he was just. <laughs> He was uh, uh, like an upside down pair. Like, oh wow, that's what. <laughs> the only person in the cartoons that had a bigger chest than him was Bishop. Yes, yeah, Bishop was oh. absolutely ripped in there. Like, just but the he's from the future, girls. and they've got bigger yeah. muscles in the future. So that's true. <laughs> they have to. Yeah, that's true. Better steroids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bishop was the next evolution of the mutants. Not. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we we close out with Xavier going to see Magneto in his plastic prison. Still pretty cool. It's very cool, but I have some problems with the the <laughs> physics of the plastics. But we won't get into it. I was Bobby just like, vigorously n- not. None of it makes any sense, though. It sets up a cool scene in X two. Yes. So whatever. Yes. So that I is one of the coolest scenes. X- yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. X two prison breakout. Yeah, the prison breakout Iconic. for X two is fantastic. Yes. I, I love that. I mean, um, you can't even but, blame the security guard in that. If you've no. got Rebecca Romaine Stamos coming after you, she didn't even need to use the roofies. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she should not have had to use the roofies at any point yes. in that situation. I mean, Facts. a needle to the bum. Like, I'm going to have some questions. <laughs> like, not too many, but I'm going to have some. So, I'm gonna, Yeah, I'll have some questions, but I'm still going to be asking them as I've got my ass sticking out. So anyway, what is <laughs> this doing again? Yeah, so what was this for? <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that, that that's x-men hooray hooray oh nice. and um rogue gets to see wolverine off yes she that's does see important. wolverine yeah and yeah. then he yeah. gives her his, his dog, dog tags, tags. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so because i'll be back oh and he takes cyclops motorcycle again yes, yes. which is yes. a motorcycle it, it is. doesn't play a big enough role in this movie so one thing i forgot to say earlier that i thought was really interesting is when they have Wolverine and they're doing the x-ray and they're talking about how he's got this metal skeleton throughout his entire body. Yes. One, he's got like markings on his skull that make it look like his hair, I guess just cool on his skull to make like, Oh, it's across his entire thing, but it's a little bit thicker here. And then it like goes up to a point and then I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. And then in his forearm, the claws are mechanical. But at this point yeah. in the comic books, in 1993, it was already proven that the bones were, or the claws Part were bones, and yeah. then they were grafted on. And so, like, the fact that they've got it, like, mechanical in this totally seems a little weird. And yeah. if I remember correctly, in The Wolverine, before he gets the claws, or the adamantium grafted on he has the bone claws Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a continuity thing it's like you had the information seven years prior 
yeah. in the comic books, <laughs> but you yeah. just wanted to make it look cool, so you got like some cap like mechanical stuff yeah. there. Or and maybe it's like when you get a hip replacement and they have to put like a fancy pin in there, like <laughs> you know, they're maybe they just wanted to make it easier to or, pull out fast. I don't uh, know. Maybe the claws are too heavy now for his normal. Oh, like, maybe. Oh. So yeah, I, I maybe. No I, I'm making shit up. I, have no I don't idea. know. There, there's like there's goofy ways you could. Yeah, they need to see wires going up to his brain so he could control it and. It, right, and that's <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so. Right. I just thought it was a little yeah. weird because like that was one of my favorite storylines because for years I've been like, why didn't like Magneto stop Wolverine by just using the magnetism? And then in Fatal Attractions, they he literally rips it out of his body, like off of uh... his skeleton. Yep. And it is one of the most visceral pages, like panels in comic book history, in my mind at least, just seeing yeah. that whole thing where you've got Magneto just like ripping it out. And it's like, yeah. I didn't know that <laughs> happened. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it took him a really long time to heal. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, during the flashback too, during uh, Logan's nightmare, we actually do see a quick glimpse of uh, what is it, Lady Lady Death Star? Or, yeah, um, with the five. Lady Death Strike. Yeah, Lady Deathstrike. There we go. Why Lady Deathstar? Mm. That's Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Lady, Lady Deathstrike. You get a brief glimpse of her as well. So interesting that I, I mean, they were thinking ahead. They were thinking ahead, but not enough. Not that far though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, it was, it was a it was a fun movie. Um, I I enjoyed it quite a bit yeah. more than I enjoyed it both more and less than I remember. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, let, let's give some ratings on it. So uh, let, let's start off with Bobby here. What what would you rate this movie out of five stars? Out of five, yeah. Um, nostalgia stake one hundred percent five. It's yeah. probably like a good three and a half to four stars as far as like a movie that still holds up and everything like that. But just mm-hmm. the fact that for the first time I had, had seen live action version of the comic book characters that I've been begging to see on screen and Patrick yes. Stewart lived up to every ounce of my thoughts on that one where I'm like, he'll be amazing when I'm four or five years old thinking that he'd do mm-hmm. a great job. And now I'm like 16 or 17 and seeing it in real life. I'm like, yes, he did it. He did it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. How about you, Audrey? What would you rate this? I'd probably give it, um, you know what? Probably four. I was going to say three and a half, but four stars. Because mm, here's the thing: the weird rapey jokes yes. or like commentary because they're not really from like saber tooth, yeah. But that was bad, um, and I I always forget how much prevalent sexism like it's just blatantly, you know, in those early two thousands movies. Yeah, like it's just there the yeah. whole time. Um, but yeah, it's so it's really fun. Yeah, and. It like there are parts of it that really hold up, other parts of it, eh, you know, yeah, not not the greatest, but um, yeah, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart bring it up to four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. How about you, Charlie? Uh, I'm gonna echo Bobby with the nostalgia thing and give it a a five on that front. And if I was being like you know a little bit more critical, I would still go four. I just thought it was a really good movie and the the effects i i thought held up mm-hmm. and i thought the intro alone i i I'm rewatching it after spending some time like not seeing it the intros of those characters alone just kind of like elevated it for me to they a point where i was like yeah this is well. awesome yeah like it's very much show don't tell which mm-hmm. i always appreciate well i, I and it, it is interesting that there's really like you kind of get rogues and magneto's origin story but you don't get anyone else origins in this they no. just they just jump in They're and assume there. you know so, yeah which is pretty cool what do you make? Uh, uh, I would probably yeah, five out of five for nostalgia. Amazing. Four. So to four I'm a bitch. Yeah, no, we're just kidding. <laughs> well, here's the thing though, it's like yeah, four for like everything else, but yeah, that like th- this was my childhood, like mm-hmm. like through and through. Like I I have seen this movie probably more than any other other movie. That makes sense. Like it, it's up there at least. It, 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 no, that's not true. Probably Clerks too is probably the movie I've seen oh, okay. the most. But dude, I remember like burning that VHS when I was a kid, like. I mean, not like literally burning it, but like buying it and watching it so many times yeah. that you know, skip it part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretched out and everything like that. Yeah, you know, big watch time. Watch a movie yep. too many times and yeah, 
Yeah, and go f- yeah. rent it from Family Video, set up the dual uh, VCR setup again, re- re- scan <laughs> it down once it's at stop playing. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, probably, yeah, I'd give it a four out of like actual thing. Some of the CGI is a little clunky, but I mean, it's still on par with a lot mm-hmm. of stuff today. All the practical stuff holds up really well. The mm-hmm. fighting is pretty cool. Like The choreography is good. Yeah, the choreography is good. Like Charlie said, it, it looks like it's coming directly off of the page. So it, it they didn't rely super heavily on like quick cuts where you, you could usually tell what was happening in almost all of the fight scenes and everything like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we revisited it and we'll, we'll be watching X2 next with our buddy oh, Nick boy. so we can start into a Nightcrawler. Yay! So that's very yeah. exciting. But yeah, my sweet baby boy. Oh. I think that's all we have for today, then, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about. No, I had yeah, I got my thoughts off. I think I'm all good, thanks. Yeah. Please review and subscribe. It really helps other comic fans find us. If you want to get a hold of us, our link tree is in our uh, description. Description, our show description. That that's the word I was looking for. Or you can visit our webpage at characterversepod.podbean.com. That has links to all of our socials as well. But for today, I'm Mike. I'm Audrey. And I'm Charlie. With special guest. Bobby. Thank you for joining us and talk to you next time. <laughs>